often beats with Clint. Ew. Some of y'all will listen to people so much that if they told you to stick a parakeet up your ass because it'll provide some vitamin C, D, and G, you would be like, yeah, let me hum to that project. Welcome to episode 81 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Clint. Not to mean the cause of circus acts, but I certainly feel like a clown today. Feel like a ringling bros without the athletic ability or legal situation where if I fall off a pull-up ring and I fall flat to the surface, kind of like Kyrie's view. You know, that's been disproven. But, there's ring of lights and then there's lights to ring. No matter if you flip a switch, um... You will probably get trampled at a Travis Scott concert. Rest in peace. I will not go further into that. Because I have not read. Really, uh, I've heard about the incident. Uh, I've kind of a little bit, but I haven't actually read the thing. Um, I don't know if it's really fair to hold someone who's on stage responsible for what happens in the crowd. I think that's like... This just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, but I don't know. What do I know? But anyways, let's uh let's get to the good stuff. We're gonna have a good, fun, lighthearted bad joke episode. So let's get it started. <laughs> and I could put a black eye on my P Nile injury. If you ever get kicked in the balls, um, here's how I would describe it to you if you've never been kicked in the balls. It's like uh it's like if you get a it's like if you get a mop, right? Make sure it's heavily weighted. You have like uh you put it on a step kind of. You put it at an angle. And you put it in a break room so when someone's walking in at a certain angle. They don't really see it. They see something on the ground, but they think nothing of it. It's just an inanimate object on the ground. As they're walking back to the break room to take a sip of their sweet tea, all of a sudden, someone stops the mop. And let's just say you get more than a wet spot in between the seams. But if you only have one ball, then... Use it's kind of like splitting a molecule, like splitting an atom, kind of like one of those uh design functions you would get in class, those fake animated videos where they talk about splitting atom, you know, for chromosomes and all that good, good, good stuff. That's what it's like, and you may feel like you're missing a few after, makes you think irrational. You know what else makes you think irrational? Fucking people at the gym. Who assume because you're wearing a Clemson sweater that you're a fan of the fucking team. It's like, no. I'm wearing two shirts under it and I'm wearing a sweater so I can feel like I'm like a wrestler trying to cut weight. And I am trying to cut weight. But I'm not getting down to the weight cut anytime soon. I'm just wearing for extra heat and honestly, 
I don't really like when people are uh, staring at me. It's weird. And I like feeling the heat. Uh, it's more than a hot flash, but people assume because Clemson sucks this year. And they really do, especially offensively. People always want to make, oh, oh, I'm surprised you're still wearing that. Typically, bandwagon jumpers aren't with them when they're, when they're sucking. It's like, well, I'm not a bandwagon jumper because I'm not even a dedicated fan. I'm wearing a fucking sweater because it's one of the few fucking sweaters I have to wear that I have to wear that actually fucking fits. I'm not a Clemson fan. And stop trying to strike up fucking conversation with me because I'm wearing a team sweater that I don't represent. I don't care for fucking Clemson. And more importantly, do you think if I cared for a piece of clothing or a team that much that I would be wearing it to sweat and drenching? Doesn't really make a lot of sense. You don't put your blood and sweat and tears on the things that you care about? No, you use old wrinkly shoes. You use clothing you don't give a fuck about. Ones that if you had to throw away and it gets ripped and it gets drenched and it smells like a big old pinch of a mop bucket. That's what you wear when you work out. More times than not. You wear clothing that could potentially be disposable after the workout. I'm not going to wear my Chili's outfit when I go to the gym. There's no point for my yellow and blue button-up flannel. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But all of a sudden, people want to sit there like, oh, Clemson, you know, they're really uh, sucking ass this year. It's like, yes, I, I can see that. And you're talking to the one person that's wearing a Clemson shirt that really does not give a fuck. I really don't. But they assume, and then they want to sit there and bag on it like it's your personal team. So I went from, I'm not dedicated to this team, but now you want to shit on what I'm wearing. So you know what? I got to defend myself. And when you're defending yourself, you will defend anything in sight, even when you don't believe what you're defending no more. So I started defending a team that I know sucks and I have no connection to and no affinity. And I can give two fucks if they go 14-0 or 0-14. Does not ruin my day. You know what ruined my day in 2012 when Kyle Brotsman missed a fucking kick against Nevada for my Boise State team. We were two games away from possibly having a national title shot. That shit is what hurts me. Not fucking if Clemson. Go fuck yourself. Jesus. Missing three fucking field goal Kyle Brotsman. It's cool though. But anyways. So now I'm sitting here like, well, you know, what's your team? You know what this fucking man said? This man said, Georgia. I'm like, wow, don't be too fucking original. So I asked him one fucking simple question. I asked him, oh, really? Hmm. So, uh, what do you think is the strength of your team? You know what this fucking man said? This man said the one thing that could potentially hold back the team. Ah, I really like the way JT Daniels play. Oh, really? Because he hasn't even played... He hasn't even started more than three fucking games. So you don't even watch your fucking team. Stetson Bennett's been the fucking starter. You want to say your shit on someone who doesn't even watch Clemson, but at least know that they fucking suck and why they suck? You don't even know why Georgia's fucking good, you sack of shit. I would have respected if you would have said, I don't know, Aaron Murray's still dialing up. But you know what? 
These fucking people just want to assume shit. Just because people wear brands and just because people wear teams, that doesn't mean they're actually fans of the fucking team. You know what it is? It's November. It gets cold outside. It was 10 a.m. It was a little chilly. I need a sweater to get into the gym. And guess what? I decided not to take the sweater off. I decided, ah, fuck it. Let me overheat. And on top of that, I'm trying in between my runs. And this dude's interrupting me while I pause my treadmill for 60 seconds to go refill my fucking water bottle. And as I'm walking back, this dude wants a mid-conversation. When I'm already on a time limit because I have like... 30 seconds at this point to get back to my treadmill to press start before the whole thing shuts off and I lose all my data, I lose the miles I'm at, the speed, the incline, my heart rate that doesn't probably regularly detect because it's always going way faster than the 128 they want to say it's going at, but it's cool. Who cares if they get my heart rate right? It's not that fucking important. Who cares? Anyways, and this man's interrupting me. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And I was, and he's like, but you know, what do you think? You know, do do you think uh, Clemson will be back next year? I was like, I don't give a fuck if Clemson's back next year. I was like, eh, you know, who knows? But of course, these people. This is why I hate going to the fucking gyms during busy fucking times. This is why I prefer three a.m., three, four a.m. There may be one person comes in near the end of my workout, but you know. What? I can have the freedom of my gym. I can scream when I'm in pain. I can grunt. I can fucking just... I can sing the lyrics to the music I'm listening to. I can run hard. I can be like... But... Of course, when you go at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. on a fucking Saturday... It's a little bit busier. It honestly wasn't that busy. But you know what the crowd you typically get at gyms... At 10 and 11 a.m., you get mostly older people that are just there to make sure their back doesn't blow out. They're just there, you know, to do the basic, you know, fake walking on the treadmill. They're just there to, you know, uh, do some shoulder presses. They're there to do some extension bands and use the leg machines, which is fine. Do what you got to do. But don't interrupt the people. They're trying to actually get, you know, I'm trying to stay young here. I'm trying to stop myself from aging. And you're aging me with this conversation about something I don't give a fuck about. And people wonder why young people are stressed. It's because we have to force conversation with people about things we don't believe in. And I'm trying to get back to my treadmill. Now I see it from a distance. 20, 19, 18. I have my, blue, I have my fucking uh, Galaxy Buds in. I see the number from across. My phone is over there. Oh. And it's ticking down, ticking down. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then he keeps like following me. So he follows me to my treadmill. And I get back on. I start gliding it. After 10 seconds, this man pulls up to the treadmill fucking next to me. And he goes up there. And have you ever seen when like uh, if a, if a boyfriend and girlfriend, a husband and wife go to the gym together? Typically one, uh, typically not stereotyping here, just general observations of the gym I go to. The woman will typically go on the treadmill, walk and brisk walk, you know, go on their phone and do whatever. And, you know, the other guy will be doing the workouts outside. And in between sets, a guy will come over there and talk to someone who doesn't really want to be interrupted. 
but they just keep interrupting each other. It's cool. He keeps going over the treadmill, talking to her in between sets, asking her questions that could probably wait till after the fucking workout. Not that damn important, but it's cool. You do you. You do you as long as you're not interrupting me. And that's where my fucking problem comes in. I am trying to live my best life, as uh, the young ones would say. I'm trying to live my best life by improving my health, getting my speed up, getting my legs back, getting my feet back, getting my feet from under me. But yet, there's just someone pulling the rug from under me and it's like, not yet, bitch. I don't even watch college football anymore. But anyways, so this man, I'm on this treadmill. I'm starting to get back into it. I'm, my routine's about walk for like 30, 40 seconds before I speed it up once I get back on it, you know? And then, with my earbuds in, I can see he taps my shoulder. I'm thinking like, oh, maybe I dropped something. Don't know what I would drop. But maybe I dropped my hat that I wasn't wearing, and I forgot. No cap. Maybe my headband fell off. I don't know. No cap. Maybe maybe a wristband fell off that I'm not aware of, because I wear wristbands without even knowing. Who knows? Maybe I spilled something. Maybe I kicked something. I don't know. This man's like... I'm walking, I'm like, oh yeah. So I turn my head to this guy. He's just standing on the treadmill, pivoting his body towards me. And this man says, so who do you think would win between Clemson and Georgia? And I say, who the fuck do you think? Did I really say who the fuck do you think? No. Because... I'm way too out of breath to get angry. I'm already 20 minutes into my run. Your boy has asthma. The breathing is a struggle as it is. Getting angry, raising my stress. Not really a great idea. This man had a full head of hair, so I know he doesn't get stressed about anything, which means he doesn't understand what it's like for someone to get mad at someone. At least he doesn't understand time and place. Um, And I'm just like, yeah, probably Georgia. He's like, ha ha, see, I told you. I'm like, I told you Clemson fucking sucked. We're not a fucking idiot. I didn't say that, of course, but of course that's what's going through my head. I'm like, yeah, so I put my earbuds back in. I'm thinking this man will just go away. You know what this man does? He doesn't uh, seem like a guy who uses a treadmill. Not because he's not in shape. He was, you know, normal size. But he just doesn't... He seems like one of those dudes that goes to the gym and is on his phone for 15 minutes and then hogs the chest press machine. And he may do the pull row machines. And he may, you know, uh, do the... He may do some curls that do absolutely nothing because you're not consistent with your form or whatever. It's cool, though. But what he does... He comes to create a conversation. I guess. Because that's what he did with me. So this man. What he does. I see him press the fucking green go button. On his treadmill. And I look over. And I'm like. My head has just rolled my leg. You know what? You guys already know. I don't like when people are on the treadmill next to me. In any facet. It's a weird feeling. I understand if it's a packed gym. Look, it's fine. I get it. Planet Fitness, Pack Gym, this gym. If it's busy, yes. But it was only me and one other fucking person on this treadmill. On the treadmill row. There was three treadmills in between me and the next person. 
He could have chose that one, that one. He could have chose at least two options that were reasonable from distance from me. Now nah, this man decided to be right by my right side like he was walking me down the fucking aisle. Jesus Christ, could you imagine on virtual... I'm pretty sure for virtual weddings, they probably had the fucking camera on the treadmill as like Zoom wedding. And they literally use a treadmill to simulate the movement. It's probably when Neuralink's going to be when you get fucking married. You're not going to get that fucking experience. It's cool, though. But anyways. And also, side note, I was wore the wrong shoes. And my bottom of my feet were hurting like fuck. So that certainly didn't help. I can deal with a lot of stuff, burn stuff. When I'm in like ankle and feet shit, that's where I draw the line. It's really difficult to push through that shit. Anyways, I know I'm saying anyways a lot, but there's a lot of any ways. <laughs> so I'm sitting, I'm standing, trolling, strolling, and caroling. And I start, and I see it's like, whatever. Maybe this man just wants to be in my vicinity. You know, uh, feed off what being young is like. You know, being a whippersnap. But... In the middle of my run, I'm probably running. I'm at a good pace. Like, okay, I'm two minutes into this six or seven minute like type of sprint, you know, pace I'm at. I, I got the 5.8 miles per hour. Not a crazy pace, but I'm trying to do a lot of uh, long distance that day. You know, kind of, I guess. Not really a long distance, seven minutes at a 5.8 pace. But you know what? For your boy, progress is progress. But when someone is trying to stop your fucking progress... Really makes you just get irritated. So, two minutes in, this man touches my shoulder. In the he doesn't even wait till I slow down. He doesn't even wait until I'm in in between the sprint where I put it down to three plus miles per hour and I'm walking. This man in between while I'm at a pretty peak speed. Heavily breathing, he taps my shoulder, and I look over, and I slow it down to like four or something, I'm speed walking, I'm like, yeah? He said, so the college football playoff, do you really think Cincinnati is really, I'm like, this fucking guy. One, this man thinks I'm a diehard college football fan. First of all, if I was a diehard college football fan. Why the fuck would I be at the gym when the games, when the big games are about to start? And they don't even have the fucking games on the TV because they want to have CNN and Fox News instead of actually having sports stuff that people actually like watching when they're at the fucking gym, you know? If I'm, if I'm trying to be athletic, if I'm trying to gain strength, and if I'm trying to get faster, stronger, more fit, you know what typically helps that? Watching fit people do fit things. The best thing... I played in fitness when I used to go there. I used to love going to the gym in, at like 8, 9 o'clock at night or whatever. And on the big, and I would pick a treadmill. We're on the fucking TV screens above. It would be a basketball game. You know what they do in basketball games? The fittest dudes on earth. Running, running, jumping, shooting, athleticism, sweating. But now, they're like, you want to see this still white woman complain about why things aren't ideal for white women? Yeah, that's what I want to see when I'm trying to chest press 120 pounds. That's what I fucking want to see. 
But you know what? Neither here nor there. So this man, I said, honestly, I don't really know the seedings and stuff. I haven't watched that much this year. Trying to be nice about it. And I just shrug like, hey, you know, cool. Put back my earbud. It's kind of the cue like, hey, man, if someone has to take their earbuds out to talk to you and it's not that important, the moral of the story is don't fucking interrupt. So I get back, starting to get my rhythm again. And I could tell this man next to me, you know, you feel like someone's watching you. It's like, there's only so many, here's treadmill problems you run into. The problem with the treadmill by other treadmills with other people is there's only so many places you can move your head without looking weird. Because if you're running outside, you can look around side to side. You know, take a little glance left and right because, you know, your body's kind of moving side to side. You're just the environment. You got to look left and right for cars, you know. Even if you're on a track, you know, you get to see destinations. You know, you feel the air. You're on a treadmill. You're in a weird air-conditioned space. You're in tight. All you can see is the outside parking lot of fucking Suburbans and GMC Sierra trucks and a Mexican restaurant across the street. And if you look to your left, all you see is... More treadmills and another window to a wine place. It's not much inspiration going on here. So if you're looking around with other people next to you, they're going to be like, why the fuck is this guy looking at me while he's running? Trying to impress me? Trying to make eye contact? Making extreme eye contact while you're running. Highly underrated. Sexy as fuck. Remember, side note, get back to the treadmill. Uh, I was at a park, it was probably a year, year and a half ago. It was my first failed attempt at trying to get in shape. I was going hard, no pun intended. And, you know, like typically, if you're like at a park and they have, you know, a track or whatever, or even it's the concrete, but they have a circular oval track that goes around the soccer fields or the fields or the grass, whatever the fuck it is, wherever your local parks are. You know, typically everyone runs in like the same direction. Everyone walks and runs in the same. There's always, especially when it's busier, but even when it's not busy, there's always one person or there's always once every week or so when you go that decides like, I'm different. I'm going to run in reverse, not run backwards, but they run the opposite direction that you like. You're going this way. They're coming this way. You're just all going in a circle and you're just overlapping once every lap, which is kind of cool, you know? I'm pretty sure if you ran that direction, it changes things up. So, you know what? No judgment. This one time. You know, if you're one of the few ones at the track, one o'clock, and there's a lovely lady who's very, very, especially when you two are on the same, when you're in a similar place fitness-wise and you could tell you're both like, we really don't want to be doing this, but, you know, we know better. We know we should be taking care of ourselves better. When you're at a similar fitness level, and you both have a similar inspiration. I think that feeds off. So when she's passing me and I'm passing her, I think just that lazy sack of shit energy just feeds off each other. It's like, uh, it's like Scooby-Doo when they have, like, the ghosts just going around and, like, that part where Daphne... Fred and the whole gang and all of them, they're in that circle. 
and they're just exchanging like Velma, like Shaggy turns into Velma, Daphne, Fred, Fred, and all that shit. And just the ghosts going in and out, switching bodies and shit. I think you kind of reciprocate that energy. And each time we pass each other that lap, we've passed each other about five or six times. Every time, she would wave. Probably just being nice. I would wave. I never wave at random people. Never do. And each time, we made a little bit more eye contact. And I was like, hmm. There's something about this. But you know what? That's... I will be interrupted. I will take out my speakers and throw them in the fucking street and get them run over if I like the person waving at me. Because you know what? There's cues. There was a build up to, hey, this isn't some person. This is some person that was generous. I reciprocated generously. So if she were to sit there and come up to me and interrupt me, I wouldn't be mad. But when I didn't fucking ask you, and there's no potential of me wanting to talk beyond leaving this place, it makes it so much worse. And you know what? It was also open space. So it was almost like you're chasing the prize. You're running back to each other, even though it's just physics because you're both going in a circle the opposite directions. So it was bound to happen even if you didn't want to. But you know what? She could have left after a few laps. She was there at least 45 minutes before me. She was sweating like a motherfucker when I got there. I think she did a couple extra laps just to look at me. But that's just me being old, optimistic Clint. But anyways, back to the fucking guy touching my shoulder that shouldn't be touching my shoulders. I would shrug it off, but I haven't done shrugs in a long time. But, so, I can't believe I've talked 25 minutes about this fucking guy on a Saturday. If you guys tuned out by now, I would say I'm sorry, but some things just have to go the distance. Me and her never did. I will never forget those beautiful, beautiful green eyes. She looked like a Stella. Anyways. So this man touches my fucking shoulder again. He does. This is time number two on the treadmill. I, I said, hey, I literally like, I was like, I didn't have like an ad to, I told like, hey, I'm trying to get some work done here. I told like, hey, you know, kind of in the middle of something here. I'm trying to keep at a pace. I don't want to lose my, you know, once I get out of rhythm with things, I tune out and I just can't focus. And I was like, hey, look, in like 35 minutes, once I'm done with this, you know, We can talk about whatever. And of course he looked at me. He pressed the fucking red button on his treadmill. And he stormed. And he didn't like storm away. But he sped walked. Didn't even wipe down his machine. Not that he's sweating. Not that I'm keeping track if you're wiping down your machine or not. But I'm pretty sure that was me. He would have bitched about it. Because that's what fucking old people do. But it's cool. By the way, by old, I mean he's like 50 something. But, you know. Um, So the man gets... And I continue doing my thing, and like out the corner of my eye, three, four minutes later, I see him walking out the front door, and I see him getting into his red Saturn and driving away pretty viciously. And of course, I'm on the treadmill, and I'm starting to think, man, was I wrong? You know, you always think, like, we, even when you think you're in the ride mode, you know, first thing is like, did I take it too far? Was I too mean? Is there so, could I have handled that better? And the real answer is, 
No. But of course, I'm just a young whippersnapper. I'm pretty sure when he goes home and uh, sees his, you know, wife that hates him. Now the thing about maybe been a predator. Maybe he went home and he watched Clemson win that day, by the way. Clemson won. I wasn't a Clemson fan when I went into that gym. But I sure as hell was glad when I found out they won later. Sure as hell was. But it made me think. Do us young people. Oh, older people. Elders. When they want to talk to us. Do we owe them the time of day? Do we at least owe them small conversation, even if we don't want to? Because, because you know that that five minutes that someone that stranger talks to us that can make their day. It's not about you. It's not always about you. You know, if like you go to a, I don't know, uh, let's say you go to a Starbucks, go to a coffee shop. Let's say you go to fucking Burger King. Let's say you go to a travel center. Let's say you go to the food court. You know what, let's just say you go to fucking uh, Kinko's, FedEx, whatever the fuck, the mail, the uh, fucking UPS mailbox place, Jesus, Clint, you're struggling here, get it together, get your shit together, as Georgia Smith would say, but you know what, just that three minutes of small talk you have with them in that moment when they're looking up your address when they're looking uh confirming your order receipt what would you like to drink and they're explaining kind of you have a little small talk in between while they're making drinks and stuff you know what that could be the difference between them having a good next hour next two hours or the rest of their shift than them just working away with no one appreciating it can make a well of a difference i know from personal experience when you have a good interaction with a customer, no matter how your day's going, you know what? It makes you feel okay. But the difference is, them in those situations, employees in those situations, you know, typically they're providing a service for a lot of people and they have to deal with a lot of shit that they didn't really quote unquote sign up for, regardless of what you think people sign up for when they apply for a job. But the difference here is is that me and him both paid for a gym membership. So you can't say I paid, you didn't pay. It's like now nah, we equally paid. So I'm right to want what I to be okay with what I am in this situation. We're both quote unquote customers here, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We're both basically renting equipment uh to use. So you don't have any more leverage than me. And you can see I was in between something. I didn't stop in my tracks and just sit there and talk with you. I was like, hey, yeah, yeah. Kept it quick. Kept it moving. Or simply, I would think when you get to 50 years old, you kind of get the cues better than a 20-year-old. It's funny. We hold younger people to standards to get the cues, you know. But then these 50, 60-year-olds don't understand these fucking cues. So... Maybe times were different. Maybe no matter what, you always stopped in your tracks. When someone talked to you, you wasted 12 minutes of conversation and stuff that you didn't care to do. Even if you were in the middle of something. Even if you're trying to achieve a goal. Even if you're trying to ISO mode on something. 
But then if you do it, you're ungrateful. You don't respect your elders. Even though I never was mean to the guy. But I was like, trying to do something here. I know most people that come to this gym come in here for 15 minutes and pretend to do some curls and shit. But today was actually one of my days I was going to get it in. And you didn't stop me, but damn, you made it rough for about a 20-minute period. You sure did. You made me feel bad. And while I'm on the treadmill, getting the mile four, once I got the mile four and I did my cool-down period, all you do is think to yourself. All you do is have time to think. All I can do is hear my wheezing and hear me think. And man... I was really like Jesus. Was I an asshole? Should I have spent more of my time, even if it was inconvenient for me? Because you know what? The world's not about me. The world's not always going to be to your convenience. Sometimes you have to do things that are unplanned, that interfere with your plans and your quote-unquote goals. Because there's something that's bigger that's called upon. Maybe God wanted me, maybe a higher power... Needing me to speak to, to just give this guy time of day because you know maybe he doesn't have any friends. Trust me, I feel that. But we had nothing in common. Cause how you meet someone matters. He met me on false pretenses. He assumed I was a Clemson fan. And you know what? To his to his to his um not credit, but to um, Jesus, Clint. But to be fair, but to be fair, I never clarified that I wasn't a Clemson fan. I gave vague answers of what I knew and what I've seen. But I knew more about his team than him. And I haven't even watched sports. I haven't watched college football that much this year. So that first signals me like, man, this guy's not even that into it. So you know what? This guy's pretending to know something he doesn't. This man mentioned JT Daniels when Stetson Bennett started more games than JT Daniels this year. But I think he started almost a whole year with the exception of a couple games. So we met all false pretenses. And my belief is how you meet someone matters. We met off a, not a lie... But I certainly didn't try to clean up the muddy water. Kind of like yesterday talking about technicalities. Technically, I didn't lie. I was aware of everything. But I was not a Clemson fan. But this man thought, I'm going to get this one. They've had it too good for the past six or seven years. I'm going to be the one to remind them, what does it feel like to be down the earth? It's like, well... So not as bad as relying on Georgia to bring you happiness. Why? Why? Georgia, why? But do we owe it to our elders? To even when we don't want to. We uh take time every day, stop in our tracks and make sure... We see them. We pay attention to them. 
But also, in my defense, there was at least eight to nine other people in that gym. Five, if I had to guess, five other dudes. I was probably when the I was probably the youngest guy in the gym. But all the other ones were were like probably thirty, maybe forty. Now, granted, maybe they weren't wearing any team apparel. Most of them were wearing inappropriate fitted for their body type of tank tops and shirts. But you know what? You could have started up a conversation with them about fucking anything. People closer to your age. But you picked me and make me feel bad. When I was the most inconvenient person to interrupt. You had all these people that were slacking in between sets on the rope pull down thing. The fucking cables. Dude hogging the bench press on 25 pounds on each side. Not knocking the weight. But if you're going to hog the station for 10 minutes, you better be moving up in weight, my friend. Hogging, you know, people on the benches. Doing the pull down stuff. Uh, doing the inverted rows. You have a bunch of people uh, saturating that area. Then you have people in the quote unquote CrossFit area with the cushion at the bottom. Which is not very good for the knees if you're wearing short because it's very uncomfortable. It's very weird surface for your hands when you're doing push-ups. But the kettlebell area, the fucking, uh, the resistant band area, you all know what I'm talking about. The medicine ball area, you know, where they just have a little abs, they put a little ab station for people. No one ever works their abs out, but it's whatever. Um, could have asked one of them, you know, they were more in proximity, you could have conversations with them while they're working out. It doesn't really interrupt a whole lot. You could be side by side with them. Running on a treadmill in a stationary place when you're going at a higher speed is a little bit different and a little inconvenient. And did I mention I was wearing fucking earbuds? Noise canceling at that. So even if music is not playing, it's canceling your voice. It's just basically like a murmur in the background. So what is it that I want to take away from this unnecessary 38-minute story of why you shouldn't feel obligated that people talk to you at the fucking gym, especially when they're actually working, working out? Well, the story is um, time and place. I would think the older you get, you would under you would value the time and place about things. I would think that you would have more awareness of a situation than anyone. I would think you've lived life enough. I would think you would understand, hey, not everything needs to be said at every moment. Not every person needs to hear your opinion. And more importantly, you shouldn't assume. But the main thing that I think I took away from all of this is this is fucking why I do not go to the gym when it's crowded. It's not because, and I think this is why people prefer, and it was a 24-hour gym. This is why people prefer 24-hour gyms. This is why people prefer going late at night or they prefer going early, early morning. They prefer going to times when no one is there. Because there's positives and negatives. I'll admit. 
terms of lifting and stuff. When there's other people kind of around and you're kind of, you're not like watching other people, you observe. It motivates you a little bit. Like, yeah, you know what? Fuck, you get the juice going. You're around people with the common goal of bettering themselves. There's something to that. But when you get around the wrong people, they just want to talk, fuck around, and it feels like he just got a gym membership to make a friend. And that's kind of sad. Um, Why can't we be friends? Because you're interrupting my fucking four and a half mile run. You fucking... uh. Well, back in my day, we used to run 12 miles with no shoots on on gravel roads. It's like, eh, I don't know how you really detected miles back then. But I don't think you did. I think you just kind of ballparked it. Over-exaggerated a bit, but whatever. This is why people don't like going to the gym with a lot of people. Even people that are out of shape. It's not because they care if you're looking at their stomachs. It's not because they're insecure that they're not, you know, uh, they can't do the most fit activities and they're afraid of failure in front of people. Surely those exist. It's not because people are afraid that you're critiquing their body at every inch. It's because it is just easier to not have to worry about someone interrupting you when they are not there for a common goal for themselves. It's like it's like um it's like marrying someone that doesn't care about money, but you do. It doesn't value it as much as you do. It's like it's like I'm marrying someone that that doesn't care about saving money and doesn't care about preserving money, doesn't care about really the consequences of not taking care. Of your chicken. As uh, Marshawn Lynch would say. And you are someone. That does. You are someone that's all about saving. Not all about saving. But you understand the value of having a backup. To a backup savings account. You understand the importance of being ahead of stuff. And you work hard and hard. And you're very accountable and to the T. But someone that may not make the money you make. But. You have a joint account, and then you have a joint account, and apparently uh, that joint account, they start having the mindset like they make what you make. That's the dangers of having a joint account with the wrong person. So when you have a joint account with the wrong person, uh, that's why men commit suicide. (laughs) But no, seriously. This interaction, it was really like if I were to move in with a, with a lovely lady. And we go from, we have two complete different spending habits, but I make all, most of the money. I just couldn't, I just couldn't fathom the idea. And it's going to sound sexist. It's going to sound bad. But really anyone, it's not even one. I just could not imagine 
letting someone control what I can or can't spend of my own money. There's something that's crazy about that to me. It really is. Honey, we're on a budget. No, you're on a budget. I've been budgeting my whole life. (laughs) I just have natural, decent spending habits. All right? We don't have to budget. You have to figure how to budget for yourself. That sounds bad, but what I'm saying is no one is going to tell me if I want to go fucking spend 25 bucks and overeat for a night, you know what the fuck I'm going to do? I'm going to go spend 25 bucks and overeat for the night if I have it. I'm not saying being irresponsible. You should have someone in your corner be like, hey, you shouldn't do that. We are not in a position to do that. That is different. But if I have it, I'm going to spend like I have it. Not spend, spend. But I'm certainly not going to limit myself because we have a, because you have a goal different from mine. Because guess what? I'm the one getting the gains. <laughs> and this guy wanted, uh, this guy wanted to have a joint conversation. But we didn't want a joint conversation. I wanted something different, which is be left alone and let me go the way I want to go. This is the way I roll. And this guy's like, let me make a heavy assumption and just assume that I deserve to have your time. And talk about a team that I didn't even really ask if you're a Clemson fan. I just assumed. And I played along with it. I told him, like, you know what? I am broke. And I played along with it. That was a problem. Once he... Knew I was broke with him. (sighs) Struggle attracts each other. The number one thing struggle looks for is more struggle. Because it's an excuse for more struggle. And that is episode 81 of the Off and Beat podcast. 46 plus minutes of treading lightly. But wishing I smushed his face on the fucking treadmill. That would have been funny to see on the gym camera and then it posts on YouTube for a viral moment. But hey, what are you going to do? Maybe I'll lose my membership, but I tell you what I'm never going to do. Going to Saturday fucking morning again. Never fucking again. All right, guys. Have a great day and suck some titties. And uh, like and subscribe. Continue with the podcast, and uh, more importantly, tread lightly, but more importantly, you know, be kind. Just don't tap my shoulder when I'm running on the treadmill, and everything will be just fine. Just a rule of thumb. But again, what the fuck do I know? Some people don't understand what it means to be left the fuck alone, alone.